With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just realize, no, that's not the must champ hackers, that is me. Okay, you guys can probably hear me now. That's unfortunate, though. We've got this, we've got this new camera, and I'm trying a different camera but it says the camera does not support audio. Um, I don't know. That's weird. It's very strange. Let me see. Let me try something real quick. See, now you're seeing two of me. Now you're seeing two of me. But see, this side on the right does not support audio. That's interesting. That's unfortunate. Okay, we just got to go with the old camera, I guess. Whatever. I don't know. I hate this. I hate the way this looks, but it's all good. Either way, 843 843- Seven nine zero three three seven seven. That is so weird. That is so weird that I can't just do the camera. Mm, that's strange. That's very strange. Um, hmm. That's very strange. I don't know. I'll have to play around. I, I switched out with the Logitech and the other camera. So, I don't know. That's weird. That's very, very strange. I'm surprised you guys could not hear me because my audio looked like it was, it was coming through. So. Let's see. John Edward, negative crane on today. John, just let Jake do his thing. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm a little, little flustered here getting everything figured out. So, yeah, we will have Jake Crane on at 12.15. We will be getting him on about 10 minutes or so. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Get 843-790-337. That's 843-790-337. 3377, we're live here on the Daily Crow. You guys let me know if you're having any more technical issues, any more sound issues. Um, here's what the camera is supposed to look like. So you can obviously tell it's a lot different. Hello, now you're seeing two of me. Um, but if I take... That's so weird. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised you guys can't hear me with that camera. Either way. Uh, I see Brandon Wagner, Luke RJ, John Edward, Noah Johns, Brennan M, Aaron, Chase Floyd, Todd Smith, uh, C. Youngblood. Let's see. Tony Sharp, Stephen Boardwell, Jonathan Lee. What's up? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yeah, very weird. Very weird that you guys can't hear me with that other camera. I don't know. Again, I'll have to probably download the Logitech software and play around with the uh with the camera i don't know we're, we're, we're just we're just figuring it out as we go guys the joys in the journey the joys in the journey so either way we're gonna get jake crane on the show about 12 15 or so guys appreciate you all tuning in we are taking your questions your comments your calls and the phone line is open here on a friday tgif again i want to say thank you to all those who came out to carolina alehouse in augusta georgia had a really, really good time it's crazy though after we've done the and i might change out the camera in between breaks if you will but it's crazy how we've done the new camera it looks this camera it makes this camera look so just not clear uh justin lankford what's up what's going on monty lee joining the baseball staff yeah so a lot of stuff happened yesterday after we got off the daily crow and effectively after i published the podcast 
Uh, Monty Lee coming home, man. Love it. Love it. Huge. Um, absolutely love the fact that Monty Lee is back in the fold with Carolina baseball. I, I'll, I'll say this because I know a lot of fans just see it and they say, oh, my God, Clemson's head coach joining us. I know it's it, – first off, it is a unique situation. It's a very strange, unique situation. Um, but I've got a unique vantage point because, man, like I said, I, I was class of 09 in high school, went and played college baseball. But I, the point is I played with a lot of guys that were recruited by or played for Monty Lee. And so, you know, those guys, I, I've heard nothing, guys, but glowing reviews about Monty Lee from all of those guys. You know what I mean? Um, everybody who's ever been recruited by him, played for him, they love him. They would go to battle for him. They go to war for him. So, love having him on. Love having uh, Monty Lee back on staff. I, I don't know how long exactly he's going to be on staff, but I think it's going to immensely help with recruiting in the state if he does stay on staff for an extended, extended period of time. So, very, very excited to get Monty Lee back in the fold. He's also a hitting guy. So, we could use all the help we can get on hitting. We could use all the help we can get. Um, and really excited to see the impact he makes for kind of baseball on the offensive side. What does it mean for the 2023 season, guys? I don't know. I mean, again, it was really surprising to see Coach Kaye step down. It, it was surprising to see him uh, just abruptly, again, leave South Carolina. But in the process, you get Monty Lee. And, and uh, yeah, I got number love for Monty. You know, it was, it was always a rivalry, Carolina Clemson thing, obviously, but I never had disdain for Monty Lee specifically. And, again, that just goes back to, Everybody I've ever talked to about the guy, everybody I've ever had discussions with about Monty Lee, they've got nothing but great things to say about him. And, again, I think that's saying a lot. So, welcome home, Monty Lee. Obviously, he was there from 2003 to 2008, being Ray Tanner's right-hand man when the Gamecocks were, were building those basher teams, right? Smoke, Havens, Darnell, Disher, all that good stuff. Um, and I think certainly he'll be an asset for us yet again. Yeah, Stacy says, only thing that matters – is that he can help us win. Yeah, and that's what it'll come down to. You know, I, I had a lot of people telling me, well, Chris, you know, uh, you know, you know, what, uh, what about if this saves Kingston's job? And I'm like, guys, the only thing that's going to save Kingston's job is winning. That's it. You got to win. If you don't win, none of it matters anyways, right? So they know that. He knows that. Um, but exciting to get Monty Lee back home for sure. Exciting to get Monty Lee back home. Uh, really, really pumped for him to – Come home where he belongs. We'll put it in that way. Yeah. And that's the funniest thing. You're, you're seeing some upstate folks saying that, oh, you know, you're, you're taking our sloppy seconds. It's like, guys, you took our sloppy seconds first. Monty Lee was a Gamecock well before he was a Tiger. You know what I mean? So it's like, what, what, are, what are we talking about? And that's kind of a bold statement coming from a fan base that has, uh, that has uh, Brad Scott on its football staff. So interesting, interesting. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your weekend. We're getting a bit of a false fall, I feel right like right now. It's a bit unseasonably cool in the city. Um, but uh, either way, either way, feels good to be here. Yeah, and I think Tony Sharp, certainly Ray Tanner had a lot to do. Had a lot to do with that. I, I would have to think so, Tony. I would have to think that Ray Tanner had a lot to do with it, no doubt. No, no doubt. Um, guys, again, we have... Uh, Jake Crane of Crane and Company, my good buddy, joining me at 1215. Yeah, appreciate J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax for having me on <clears throat> their show just a little bit ago. We jumped on from about 1130 to about 1155 or so, just, just talking Gamecocks football. Obviously, South Carolina will scrimmage for the second and final time tomorrow night, by the way. It's a night scrimmage at Williams-Brice Stadium. So, of course, we will be staying very, very in tune with that. Locked in with that. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be 
Really, really cool to hear what Shane Beamer and company have to say. Of course, I think it was yesterday that Pete Limbo and both coordinators, all the coordinators spoke yesterday. Uh, things coming out of fall camp, guys. We sit now just 15 days away till toe meets leather. 15 days away. How about that? Two weeks. Two weeks away until toe meets leather. Um, by the way, so my good buddy Tim Hill brought up the point of, hey, could could South Carolina possibly get upset by Georgia State? Steve Fink injected himself in the conversation and said that since the turn of the century, Gamecocks football has a 49-4 and mark against teams not currently in a Power 5 conference. So for teams outside of the Power 5, the Gamecocks are 49-4. and So you feel pretty good. You feel pretty good about that season opener. You feel pretty good about that Georgia State game in week one. Jonathan Lee. Xavier committed last night. First four-star D-tackle so far. Hope we get harder. Hardy, Harbor, and you. Yeah, I'm just going to say you because I don't, I don't even want to butcher his last name. But uh, recruiting momentum continues, my friend. Recruiting momentum continues. Brian Dean says, Chris, you concerned that we're only favored by 12 <clears throat> over Georgia State. I'm not concerned. Vegas is Vegas, Brian. Um, but I think it just goes to show that I, I think Vegas would not be surprised if this is a 10-point game, a close game, right, uh, because of the Georgia State running game. I think also from the national perspective – listen, guys, from the national perspective, a lot of folks probably don't even know who Antoine Wells is. They don't know who Corey Rucker is. They, 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 don't, they don't know who Devonnie Reed is. Like they, they, and they don't probably even care. They just want to see it on the field, right? They look at South Carolina last year as, hey, at its best, at some of its high moments – it beat UNC, it beat Florida, it beat Auburn. But some of its low moments, it should have lost to Vandy. It could have lost to ECU. It could have lost to Troy. Got blown out by A&M, Georgia, Clemson, right? So I think that's what a lot of these folks see. And so the 12-point spread, I thought it was going to be a little bit higher. I thought it was going to be around 17 or 18 or maybe 19 points. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And so, so for some of you, you'll say it's free money. Does it concern me, though? No. Does it concern me? No. Uh, you want to start earning more respect? Go out there and cover a spread, right? You can earn respect nationally by covering a spread, right? Jeff Gullage says, come on, September the 3rd, get here already. Man, you don't want it to be the preseason forever, Jeff? You don't just want to talk about it and break it down and dissect it forever, my guy? I figured you might. Todd Smith! With the super chat. Todd, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Todd. Appreciate you, Todd. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's see. AJ Bowers says by 2024 or 2025, that 2023 class will be a very good team. That's the hope. Hey, AJ, that's why you recruit, right? That's the hope. That's the expectation. Um, that is the hope and that is the expectation. I'm going to go ahead, by the way. And send our guy, Jake, the link. So, probably going to get some thoughts from him on this Big Ten CBS thing. We're probably going to talk, guys, a lot of national college football when it comes to, when it comes to these Jake Crane spots. Because Jake, obviously, very well-versed a national show he does with Crane and company. So, really excited. Um, to get his takes on everything, and just from SEC, South Carolina, national, though, of course. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to go through their Twitter page and see, like, what have they been talking about? Is there anything maybe I missed? 
Obviously, Deshaun Watson, big topic of conversation. I don't want to get into it. I really have no interest in getting into that at all. Um, <clears throat> okay, cool. Anyways, we got Jake Crane on in a couple of minutes. A.J. Bauer says, you're going to be, what, Section 12? Yeah, I'll be there. Not, not sure exactly what section yet, but I will be there. Uh, Joshua Coker, we'll get one final question, then we'll get my guy Jake on the show. He says, do you think at any point this season South Carolina breaks in the top 25? Mm, I will say yes. I mean, listen, I've got them going 8-4. and four. So if you go 8-4, and four, you're in the top 25. I, I, I will say yes, they do. Uh, on that note, <clears throat> I think he's ready. Let's go ahead and get my buddy Jake Crane the show. Jake, what's up, man? How you doing? What? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. Beautiful Friday, TGI. How, how have things been rolling over at Crane & Company? I know I see you guys on social media busy as always. Yeah, man, it's been going great. So uh, we're going to be in drive time starting next week. We've typically been going from uh, 2 to 3 Central. We're going to be going from 6.30 to 8 Central, so 7.30 to 9 Eastern. Uh, really excited about it, man. Getting in drive time. We're adding another 30 minutes to the show. Uh, really, first hour is going to be all football. Last 30 minutes is going to be a lot of betting and fantasy stuff. We just did a deal with DraftKings, so really excited about that. And Look, man, it's football season. If you're not excited, check your polls. Absolutely. Hey, I, I want to first get your thoughts on that new CBS Big Ten deal. Thoughts on that. It's going to be weird, right, hearing the the CBS theme with, with a Rutgers and, I don't know, Illinois game upcoming at 3.30. Yeah, you know, it's like watching your mom kiss another guy. Um, you know, it's just weird. But, like, I don't I don't understand. How can you not come up with new music? Like, again, you know, it's it's. – I'm not over here trying to just dog them. But, you know, I said on social media the other day, it's like, it's just weird to me. It's like Harry Potter and Voldemort teaming up. Like, I, I just look at it, and it's just – I don't know, man. It's like having two left hands. Look, I'm so excited about watching Rutgers play Illinois when they beat them 10-3. to 3. That's going to be great. I think everybody's excited about that. But – you know, you got to give your hats off to the Big Ten, man. Kevin Warren was a running joke during COVID, and he should have been uh, with, with the way that he handled it. But CBS was fleecing the SEC when it came down to money in that contract. And obviously, uh, the Big Ten got everything out of them. And it's not just CBS. It's NBC. It's Peacock. I mean, it's basically every channel outside of ESPN. Um, I just, again, it's just weird to me, man. It's, it's a weird look, but I guess it is what it is. Jake, how does it feel to know that every time you come on the show, there's going to be somebody that comments about Auburn? <laughs> Dude, well, the funny part is, like, the, the funny part is, like, like, I'll tell Chase, mad about Auburn, you realize y'all beating Gus Malzahn is one of the reasons my show blew up. I was one of the first people to say that if South Carolina beat Auburn, because I was really just doing Auburn a little bit of the SEC, that Gus Malzahn was fired. So, I, I mean, I. I would rather say thank you. I mean, I, again, I look, I get it. I'm not picking South Carolina to go undefeated this year. I, I get it. But, listen, I embrace the hate. You know, I, I love it. It's good. But uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I, I'm on the Beamer train. Uh, I think he's the right guy. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's a long-term play. You look at the way he's recruiting. Uh, we had Steven Garcia on earlier this week. i got to get you on here soon. And we're just talking about stacking the recruiting classes. Uh, but, you know, my five and seven take is look at the schedule. We can go through the schedule right now. I mean, look, again, the starters for South Carolina are a lot better, but it's the depth. At the end of the day, it just is what it is. Yeah. And like you said, man, it's a battle of attrition. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we, we were talking with J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur 24-7 Sports yesterday. And he even talked about when Spurrier was there, you know, they tell him all the time, like, hey, our top 33 could beat anybody. But it's after you get past that, that's the difference. Yep. And that's where, like, the Bamas and the Georgias. And it brings me to – 
blue chip ratio. I'm sure that's something you're very familiar with. And it's interesting, Jake, because I, I know you follow recruiting closely, and the Gamecocks just got a big commitment yesterday, four-star defensive linemen, and they vault up. I think they're 17th in the ratings, which is crazy. Even when you're top 20 in recruiting, the SEC is so deep and so good. You might be 17th nationally, but you're – you're ninth in the SEC, right? It's just like, it, you don't, you know, it's crazy how good the SEC is in recruiting. But when it comes to blue chip ratio, I, I would assume you're a big believer in that, right? And I, I feel like you look at that, which says what, 50%, I think is the threshold. You have to have over 50% blue chippers, four and five star players to realistically have a shot to compete for a national title. And that's what statistics have said. I believe that's the number. Um, and I feel like fans, you know, when it comes to recruiting rankings, what's so interesting I say this all the time, you know, stars aren't everything. They're certainly not. It's an imperfect system, right? It's just like anything else that comes with ratings. It's an imperfect system. But the blue chip ratio exists for a reason. And the only fans that say stars don't matter and beat their chest that stars don't matter are fans who are fans of teams who don't recruit worth a shit. I mean, that, that's just yeah. the way I view it. No, it's – look, look, and, and the answer is always somewhere in the middle. But when you – Again, it's just math. I mean, obviously, you look at the five-star guys. Most of the five-star guys are going to work out. Most of the four-star guys are going to work out. I said the other day on the show that, I mean, like when Alabama, they just got a three-star offensive lineman, right? Those are the ones that worry me because Alabama getting a three-star, typically those guys end up vaulting up the rankings. But to kind of go a little bit further, you know what? You look at the blue-chip ratio up front. Because that's where the game's won and lost. And, and that's why getting guys on the edge, defensive ends, guys that can play three-tech, guys that can disrupt from the inside out, offensive tackles, guards that are athletic enough to bump out to play tackle if somebody goes down. A lot goes into it. If you recruit based off stars, look at what Randy Shannon tried to do at Miami. That didn't work out very well. It needs to be a good mix. But you got to trust your evaluation. That's what it comes down to. you got to be the one that, that you know, is, is able to look at it and say, you know what? take the stars away. When, when I was in it, we used to do a thing where we'd sit down in the war room and we'd have a couple guys that we'd throw on there and they wouldn't give them an intro. It wouldn't be like, hey, this kid's out of, you know, uh, Pocono, whatever. He's a four star. Sometimes they just throw a guy's tape on there and then you'd have to kind of guess what it was. And a lot of times it was kind of on the opposite end. So while, while, you know, it's obviously great to get five stars, that's not the end, of the end all be all, but just over time, the more five stars and four stars you get, yeah, they're going to be better. You're not, they're not going to miss that many evaluations. No doubt. I guess we haven't had you on, Jake, since the whole uh, Mark Stoops thing happened with him taking a shot at, uh, yeah. at Shane Beamer. I think you talked about that. Maybe you talked about that with Steven Garcia. Either way, though, it took – you know, it kind of became a national storyline a little bit, at least in college football circles when uh, Stoops made the comment about the, the the goofy sunglasses and dancing around and climate versus culture. You know, what was your overall take on that? Because, again, it felt it felt very out of left field. When I first watched the clip, I was like, I don't think that was a shot. It's just kind of whatever, just kind of a base statement. And then you figure out when it was said and the timing lining up, and it's like, oh, well, this was like literally 24 hours after the clip went viral, after Gamecock football posted it. And so it was like, okay, I think this was actually pretty pointed at South Carolina. What were your overall thoughts on what Mark Stoops had to say about Shane Beamer and his uh, climate versus culture comment? You know, I, I never I never like when you take shots at other schools. I think he was trying to cause a distraction after the beef him and Cal had. Just look at the timeline. I mean, you know, after Calipari said the thing about Kentucky being a basketball school, which we all know that it is, there was a lot of heat. Him and Mark Stoops were going back and forth. It's all over Feinbaum. It's everywhere. Then all of a sudden, this distraction kind of comes out of left field. It's kind of like, hey, I'm showing you my right hand, but look at my left. You know, 
Mark is obviously a very intense guy. Him and Shane Beamer go about it a different way. I just feel like you're 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 adding problems where there shouldn't be problems. Why why are you going to give a team bulletin board material? Obviously, Shane Beamer goes about social media a lot different way than Mark Stoops goes about social media. I just felt it was unnecessary. I mean, you always tell your players you don't want any distractions. Don't go on social media saying somebody sucks or or this school's lame or something like that. Yet you go out and do it. It's kind of the do as I say, not as I do. Uh, was it that bad? No, I've seen a lot worse. Hell, just look at Jimbo and Saban this offseason. Uh, if you'd have told me that, that Nick Saban would have got reprimanded for being a distraction, I'd have put you on the first boat to Shutter Island. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, it kind of is what it is, but it's just unnecessary. I was going to say, are you surprised this energy is coming from Mark Stoops? I mean, like, where, where is this coming from? Like, he's done such a great job with Kentucky, four straight bowl wins. Dude, you want to talk about respect? They're getting picked to finish second in the East. Chris yeah, Doring's yeah. on SEC Network picking him to go 11-1. and one. How much more respect yeah. do they need? Yeah, and Travis, I know he said it before the Cal stuff, but it really blew up kind of right after it because, again, it's when it blows up, not, right. not when it's said. But um, here's my thing with Kentucky. I, I like Will Levis. I, I think he's got to be smarter with the ball. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's got that gunslinger mentality. He's a tough didn't he, guy. Didn't he lead like, the conference in interceptions or something like that? He, he did. He had a couple games where it just snowballed, too. Like that, that you know, so because Will's a good player. I don't think we're giving Wandell Robinson enough credit. Wandell Robinson saved him a lot. You go back and look at some of the deep balls that he threw that Wandell had to come back. Some of the short passes that Wandell made two guys miss and then takes it to the house. Uh, even in the red zone, Wandell was held. But look what he's doing in the NFL. If Kentucky's got somebody outside and I'm looking at the roster, I don't know if they'll be able to recreate it. I think it's going to be a heavy run-to-pass offense. Now, not Eddie Grand's offense that was basically, you know, like in the Stone Age uh, before the Ford Pass was invented. But I, I like Kentucky. I like what Stoops is building there. They're good up front. I got Tennessee, in my opinion, finishing second uh, in the East over there. I got them going five and three. I, I mean, shoot, we, there was another guy I saw that had, you know, Kentucky going ten and two. I'm just not seeing it. I'm not either. I, I think that uh, – I, I – I feel like in regards to the Gamecock circles, I, I like to think I put as much, if not more, respect on Kentucky football than anybody because it's like, hey, they've beaten you seven in the last eight. What can you really say about them? Uh, again, we had my, my good friend J.C. Sherman on the show yesterday. He, he went as far as to say that, you know, South Carolina has been owned the last nine years by Kentucky, but Kentucky is frauds, and they have been owned by frauds. So I was like, okay. I mean, wherever you want to go with it, that's totally fine. Um, speaking of Will Levis, by the way, Jake, I just, I just can't get over this. Like – with the with the Levis hype, I think Levis is a good quarterback. Everything I've heard from the the whatever you take from the Manning camp or whatever, just the preseason that that Levis looks like a real dude. But I just look at the Levis hype versus the Rattler disrespect. The math just doesn't math for me, my guy. Not just from you, by the way, but from many many parties. Yeah, and and I want to say this. I think Spencer's going to be fine. I just don't know if he's going to be as elite as – I mean, you got him as the second – you know, I think Jordan Rodgers had him as the second-best quarterback in the SEC. I think it's unfair to Spencer, to be honest with you. Uh, but when I look at Levis, we had Jim Nagy, uh, executive vice pre – or executive president of the Senior Bowl. They do a really good job scouting. They got a whole team. He's like, you know, the thing with Will is he's got all the physical tools. A lot of it is, is the, the mental part. And then not throwing balls up for grabs. Not being, not being crazy outside of the pocket. Because if you look at Levis, most of the problems he has, and a lot, a lot of times guys are able to extend plays outside of the pocket uh, that aren't you know, true pocket passers per se, uh, they tend to have more problems outside of the pocket. So when he starts improvising, 
that's when he gets in trouble. He's got to start taking what's there. You know, there's an old saying on offense of playing quarterback, you never go broke making a profit, whether that's throwing the check down, whether that's throwing the swing, whether it's throwing the hitch. Let's get our ass in second and five instead of taking a chance on first and ten and throwing a pick on our side of the field. you got to take that next step. Every quarterback has to take that next step. And, you know, I always say this, quarterbacks and offensive coordinators are the greediest people on the planet. A buddy of mine, Dave Tollison, he was Strahan's backup for the Giants. Uh, with two Super Bowls, and, and I used to ask him, which quarterbacks gave you the most trouble? And he was like, well, it was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, but not that's not because of why you probably think it is. He was like, the reason is they'll sit and throw the check down all the way down the field. They'll take the slant. They'll take the hitch. They are not going to be like, you know what? We've thrown three short passes, so let's just chunk one deep. A lot of OCs, when they call plays, the defense may be playing back. You may have two high, and they're playing really soft, and there's a lot of room on the outside. There's a lot of room on the inside with the dig, crosser, stuff like that, but the quarterbacks want to take shots. When you realize that sometimes it's better to be the tortoise than the hare, it really helps not only your completion percentage, but your efficiency overall as the quarterback. I love that. No, I agree with you 110%. Hey, Jake, let's move <clears throat> off the Gamecocks and more – SEC ball and this NIL stuff. Texas A&M, I think I just saw, uh, maybe this was just rumored that they offered a kid like $15 million or something. But we're, we're seeing NIL over the place. Tennessee's giving a quarterback $9 million. Miami's yeah. giving a quarterback $8 million, what have you. And they're not even all five-stars. Some of them are just four-star guys. My question to you is this. I know you've talked about this a lot on your show, and I think this is something you could just spend hours on in talking about. Do, do you like the direction college football is going? Because a lot of my audience, or at least some, will call in and say, Chris, the game's becoming less likable for me because of the things that are happening. What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, my biggest problem is the way they rolled it out. That They just rolled out NIL with no, no guardrails. Anytime you try and build the parachute on the way down, it's not going to work. And you've had conference realignment. We've had a bunch of rules changes. You have NIL and the transfer portal all at the same time. What did you expect? Like, did you expect this to go smooth? What worries me the most is not NIL for high school kids, because that's going to work itself out. That market will end up working itself out when some of these kids go bust. But it's NIL in the transfer portal, because that's true free agency. That's a proven commodity. I would much rather spend my money on a kid that I've watched play two years at a high level. He knows what to expect. I know what I'm going to expect from him. He's not going to be overwhelmed by having to go to a college campus and live a new lifestyle. That's what worries me. But the other thing, it, what separates college football from the NFL to me is that local feel. The cities aren't Detroit, Philadelphia, New York, L.A. It's, it's Gainesville. It's Columbia. It's Auburn. These cities live and thrive off of these programs, and it's starting to lose that local feel. And I think if we lose that local feel, and, and the game gets more pure the lower you go. It's more pure in college than it is in the NFL. It's more pure in high school than it is in college and going down like that. So I feel like if we lose the local feel of college, we're really just running the G League. You know what I would rather have happen? If, if, if you want to make money or you don't like going to class or you feel like you're oppressed going to college, then don't play. Then go play in the USFL. Go play in, in the XFL. Use that because if we lose that local feel, I really feel like we're going to lose a lot of what makes college football college football. Yeah, I think you make a lot of great points. I would say to this, though, the, the <clears throat> NIL and the portal, what do you think about the people <clears throat> excuse me, that say it's only helping the big boys? It's only helping well, the big yeah. boys. When you look at South Carolina, who benefited greatly from the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. 
You know, the rich are always going to get richer. It's, it's just like in everything in life. When they make this, when politicians make decisions on taxes, they're going to get richer. Like that, that's 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 just part of the deal. That is life. That's what we have to deal with. You look at what Alabama did, getting Eli Riggs, getting the Osteen from Vanderbilt, Harrell from Louisville. You're just supplementing spots that you would have to hope maybe a high school kid or a kid that's a true sophomore that sat behind a guy would be able to fill. But look, the rich are always going to get richer in any of these rules. That's what, to be honest with you, Chris, that's what scares the hell out of me about them messing with uh, uh, the March Madness, the college basketball tournament. They're talking about taking away automatic qualifiers from these small conferences. Like we, we, we have to make sure that while the rich get richer, we're still being smart. And, and I, I don't know if we are, because again, we rolled it all out at once. And what would you expect? Yeah, my, my, my question really with Portal and IL is, again, like you mentioned before, Jake, I mean, you, you've opened Pandora's box, the genie's out the bottle. Like, there's no going back. So when does it stop? You know what I mean? Like, like what's what's the end game? I guess it'll always be evolving and growing. But, like, what's stopping, I guess, college college football specifically from turning into, you know, paid professional ball like the NFL? Well, the problem is, and, and uh, we had Jim Jordan on the show a couple weeks ago to ask him this, like, what can Congress do? And he's like, I'm going to be honest with you, nothing. Because the minute we tried to pass something, we're going to get hit with more antitrust lawsuits and lawsuits in general than you've ever seen. So what I think has to happen, I mean, the NCAA comes out and says, we need help from member schools on NIL violations. What? That's like asking the murderer who did it. Like what, what, what kind of, what kind of theory is that? So I think what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to slow bleed something. It's going to have to be approved by everyone. But Chris, it's not going to be approved by everyone. Some of these coaches are going to have their, their players backs and say, you know what? No, he wants to make this money. He can make this money. I don't know how you do it. I don't think there's an easy answer. I think they're still trying to figure out how to do it. Now, we, uh, I saw an article of Jake from ESPN talking about the college football playoff is mulling breaking football out of the NCAA, no longer being under the NCAA. Your, your thoughts on that? Have you heard a lot about on that? Or you think that's there's some real yeah, legs on well, that, uh, that conversation? I think it's definitely – it was a five-minute conversation, but all they had to do was open the door. And yeah. now that they've opened the door – because, again, that board of managers, it's like 11 chancellors and presidents – What's going to happen, and I think it could happen before this four-team contract, this four-team playoff contract is up in 2025, I think you're going to get a breakaway from the Power Five. And what I said to me, it's pretty simple. Now, I know they're going to expand the playoff to 12. That's probably well there's, uh, where they're going to start. But we, we've had UAB's head coach on. We've had Georgia Southern's head coach on. They want a separate championship for the group of five. So why don't we just let the Power Five, which will probably turn into the Power Four here soon, be run by the college football playoff. Get the NCAA out of it. They're corrupt as can be. Let them handle the group of five. Let them, they, group of five can have their playoff, a championship, smaller schools, smaller budgets. But you're going to see the power five lead the NCAA. I think you'll have this same board of managers and a commissioner. And I would not be shocked if that commissioner was Greg Sankey. Yeah, dude, I, I think the group of five having their own playoff is the most no-brainer move of all time because I, I've said forever yeah. – that you know, I, I not to go really off the rails, but growing up, we had a we had a uh, like a mountain condo house, whatever, in Beach Mountain, North Carolina, which is like thirty minutes from Boone, North Carolina, right? So I would go to some App State games, and we had a soft spot for App State. So I remember watching like Armani Edwards and those teams win three straight national titles, and and I understand the money side and, and what it does for the school, but it's like when a team like App State 
went from where they were to the mm. level they're at now, it's just like they're never going to win a national championship again. Like App State's yeah. not, well, not playing for the same trophy as Alabama. Georgia Southern, they're not playing for that same trophy as Alabama. They're just not. Yeah, and, and Chris, you can still play crossover games in the non-conference. Right. Like, you can still be broken away from the NCAA and have App State go play Miami and stuff like that. Like, you got to find a way to still do that. That way the smaller schools can still get their cut because that's why they're playing the games. I feel like we should have that door open. Why not? We're already doing it. It's not like it's a travel problem. The only way I see that not working is if we continue to add teams to conferences because when you add teams to conferences, you have to add conference games. You can't add teams. So, like, for example, the SEC goes to 16. You go from eight conference games to nine conference games. So the more teams you add, the more conference games you have. And eventually, if we're looking at at two mega conferences down the road that has 25 to 30 teams, you're just playing an in-conference schedule, which we saw during the COVID year. So there's precedent there. That's what worries me. I don't want the two mega conferences. I still love seeing the – uh, you know, the App States go play the Miamis. The Georgia Southerns play the Bamas. So uh, we got to find a way to keep that. How about Georgia State playing South Carolina week one? Sean Elliott. <laughs> hey, look, scary. Uh, yeah, scary. scary. I, we're we're going to get a lot more into that, Jake, over the next week or two. But uh, sh- side note, Shane Beamer has mentioned something previously about uh, having a preseason in college football. He's like, you know, we're the only sport that doesn't have any sort of preseason games or even scrimmages or anything like that. What, what do you say? Are you for or against a, quote-unquote, preseason in college football? I, I'm, I'm not really for – I understand where Shane's coming from. Because, again, it's a lot easier to evaluate. Got, playing a spring game is one thing. You've been going against that offense or you've been going against that defense. It's your buddies on the team. But you really find out about guys, and this is what they use the NFL preseason for, you really find out about guys when that jersey on the other side is different when the lights are bright, when you don't know when they make a call, what that call is deep down, even though you won't admit it. That's how you, cause some guys are great in practice and they shy away from it in the game. Some guys aren't great in practice and show up in the game. So I can see where he's coming from. I, you know what? I, instead of having like a true preseason game, why not just have some of those scrimmages, those simulated scrimmages like you see in the NFL? Why not do that? I think you'd get more out of that. Let's go a little inside drill against another team. Let's do some one-on-ones against some other guys. We can go some 11-on-11 thud, maybe make some of it live. But I don't think we need a, a whole preseason slate. I feel like the TV folks would be all over that, man. Like, if we had, like, preseason. Of course they would. It, dude, it, and, it would be, and it would be the stupidest. Like, I, I mean, on one hand, I'm like, hey, it's more content, more games. We got more stuff to talk about. Great. But Great it would be, us. like, the stupidest games. Because what happens if your star player got hurt in a preseason game? I, I mean, the pressure's too high for these coaches to even put it at risk. You know, it just, it just, well, yeah. What happens, Chris, what happens if all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're Auburn and you're like, we're going to scrimmage Troy and, and you lose the drill or something, but like it would, that was, but you're playing with your threes. Like that would go right. all, it would right. just, I think it presents so many problems. Let's go simulated scrimmages, man. Let's go good on good. Mm-hmm. Let's get the evaluation. Let's see who's ready. Let's see who's not. Everybody stay off the ground for the most part. You can do your one-on-one pass rush too. Hell, let's get after it, man. So, uh, I, I like a, a small slice of it. I don't like the whole pie. Yeah, I love the joint practice idea like they do in the NFL. But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think definitely with the games, like you mentioned, you just open up a can of worms that you probably don't want to get into. Uh, Jake, this has been incredible. Last thing before I get you out of here, you have a really unique vantage point because where was it you coached Samford? Is that right? You coached at Samford? Yeah, I was at South Alabama. South Alabama. That's right. That's right. Iowa, yep. That's yeah. right. But and so the reason uh, I bring that up, Montana. yeah, the reason I bring that up, though, you coached at Williams-Brice Stadium. I'm not sure a lot of people in our yep. audience know that. Give people your your Willie B experience. And I think you said you maybe had had a brief combo with, with Spurrier or somebody on staff or what have you. But you yep. were on that South Alabama. What was that, 2014, I think, the Gamecocks? Or, yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. 2014. It was. Just t- talk about your Willie you B know, experience. Man, uh, you know, it's, it was one of my favorite places we went to play. Uh, that, Tennessee, San Diego State, Mississippi State. And, and what stood out to me, because I had never been to Columbia before that. And, and the cool story, you know, it, coaches are out there before everybody's warming up and Spurrier's there at the 50-yard line. And, and I go up to him. And, and we were having a, a decent year. Uh, and, and, you know, y'all were having a decent year. I went up to him. was like, Coach Spurrier, just want to introduce myself. And he looked at me and he goes, hey, man, y'all take it easy on us today now. And I was like, okay, Coach, yeah, whatever. But, you know, the thing that stood out to me, and, and being a guy from Auburn that, that's watched the Eagle flight, uh, you know, Tennessee running through the tee, all that stuff, the cowbells at State, you know, San Diego State, I mean, everybody's just kind of hanging out. But um, the towels, the, the you know, like going nut. It was so loud. And all the white towels being swung at one time, I just looked around and was like, dude, this is what it's about. It's an unbelievable place. That's why South Carolina should have a high standard. South Carolina should expect to win. And you have guys like me that are doubting them a little bit this year but are buying them in the long term. That's fine, though. South Carolina fans, you should be mad at me for that. You should get after my ass for that because you can win at South Carolina because y'all love football. Y'all know football. Y'all know what it's like to win, and y'all are going to get back there. So I think it's one of the coolest places to play. The atmosphere was electric. It was loud as hell. It was so loud, the holes in your helmets, it sounded like somebody was whistling. Uh, And that's why I'm excited because a good South Carolina is good not only for the SEC, but good for college football because you guys actually care. Jake, what's it like being on staff or on a team of a team like a South Alabama or a smaller team going in taking on like an SEC team, right? Because, you know, you want to say – because you have such a different – and I know you know this, obviously, because what you do right now, you have such a different vantage point of these games looking at it from the outside versus being in the building. Because everybody in that building expects to win, right? I mean, you'd hope, like, don't get on this bus if you don't expect to win, right? Don't don't go on the trip if you don't think we're going to win. Being on the outside, we look at it as like a 21-point spread, 28-point spread, this, that, whatever. But, like, so when you're on, like, say, a South Alabama and you're playing an SEC team, like, you, I, I, how difficult is it to not allow all that outside noise, I guess, to creep in your head? Like, oh, we're, we're just going to get blown out. We're going to get killed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it just yeah. if, you, well, if you let that seep in, it's like, God, like, what's the point of even playing the game almost? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. It was a lot easier to get up for South Carolina than it was La Monroe. I mean, these guys, these, you know, you, that schedule comes out. And, and some of these guys that came to South Alabama, I mean, we had Danny Woodson, who was a, a Bama transfer, Marvin Chin, who was a Bama transfer. I mean, in Mobile, where we were, the way we recruited it, it's stacked with talent. So we knew we had good players. But they look at that and you're like, you know what? You didn't offer me. I'm about to go show you why. Those are the ones that guys are headbutt lockers for. And, and a lot of it depends on your culture. You expect to win, but we got on the bus ready to go kick somebody's ass. Like, we didn't get on the bus going, oh, we're so excited to be here. No, we're coming here. We're going to come in your house. We're going to take the food out of your fridge. We're going to sit down in your chair, turn the TV on, and have your wife pour me a beer. That's That was the mindset of it. So it was actually easier. And as a coach, 
especially as a young coach, you know, th those are the ones that you want those atmospheres. You want to see what it's like. You want those experiences. So it was a lot easier getting guys up to go play at South Carolina and Tennessee and stuff like that. The trick is trying to make every game the same, regardless if you're Alabama, regardless if you're South Alabama. It's not about the team you're playing. It's how much better you can be each week. Now, you make a game plan and you adjust your scheme accordingly to what you have to do for them. But the minute you start worrying too much about who you're playing is the minute you're not worrying enough about yourself. And if you don't worry enough about yourself, it's not going to matter. You may come out and have a good drive early. You may come out and look good early. But over four quarters, eventually gravity is going to take hold. So you can't panic. You can't get too excited. You can't play outside of yourself. It's about you, your coaches, your teammates your scheme, and your will to win. You know, Jake, I was going to end this by asking you about what would you define as the the perfect culture, I guess, for a college football team, but I feel like what you just said sort of did. So <laughs> that, yeah, that, that mindset is, is the culture. That's it. So, um, Jake, I appreciate you, man. And, again, we're going to get a lot more the next couple of weeks into Georgia State because just mentioning South Alabama and the expectation to win, we all know, anybody who knows who Sean Elliott is knows Georgia State is coming. Hey, you know, Auburn, Auburn last year. Chris. Right, we right. beat Auburn last year. TJ Finley pulled a rabbit out of his hat late. Or Brian right. Harson wouldn't be at Auburn. That right. he loses that game, he is fired. It's like they say: first place, you win a new Mercedes. Second place, you win a set of steak knives. Third place, you're fired. <laughs> exactly, Jake. Always a pleasure, my man. Every Friday, twelve fifteen until. Jake Crane of the Crane and Company. Let people know again about the new Drive Time show, by the way, where they can check that out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're really excited. We're going to start going live on YouTube uh, on the dailywire.com from 7.30 to 9 Eastern. We're talking a ton of college football. We've got Cole Kublik lined up. Going to get you on, Chris. Uh, talking some NFL as well. We're really excited. We're going to have our Sunday recap. Uh, that's going to start recapping everything, all the big stories in college football Sunday morning with the NFL preview and bets, baby. Got a new deal with DraftKings. We're huge on the betting. I love betting Mac. I love betting Sunbelt. Uh, we're going to have a good time. So if you like uh, guys talking ball, kind of a sports bar vibe, um, come check us out, man. It's, there's a lot of similarities with me and you, Chris. We like to have a good time, and we don't sugarcoat it. It is what it is. Are you a take-your-pick guy or fade-your-pick guy? Which, which, where do you fall on that? Depend on the season, depend on the uh, sport. Dude, I, what? Listen, I, I just gave a whole spiel about believing in yourself. Uh, so I'm going to take your pick, guy. Uh, I, I feel, you know, last year we absolutely murdered it in college football. We were at about 63%, somewhere around That's there. Really and, and my brother and, and Cone, obviously they know it. Cone played at Michigan, was on that team that Armani Edwards beat. Uh, uh, when he was at App State. So, yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. We'll throw uh, uh, a lot of bets out there and, and look, see where it lays. Love it. Jake Crane at Crane & Company. Jake, looking forward to it every Friday, my friend. Y'all have a great show today. All right, Spurs up, baby. Holler at you later. Spurs up. Take care, man. Great stuff from Jake Crane, as always. Beautiful. Guys, we're continuing along here on the Daily Curl on this Friday, August the 19th, 2022. Your comments, your calls, as well as long as the must champ Packers don't infiltrate the stream. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, I love it, man. Jake Crane always brings the heat on TDC. And that's why I love having him on, man. Honestly, that's why I love having him on. Uh, Zach Attack says, Jake must champ hackers. It's 1245 here on this Friday. We're going to jump into a quick break, but I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. 
All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Of course, you can see, guys, not our normal setup because we are on the road. We were in Augusta, Georgia last night and really spending one final weekend on the home front before kickoff gets here. I want to say appreciate uh, our good friend Jake Crane of Crane & Company jumping on the show today. He'll be with us every single Friday, 12.15 to around 12.45 or so. Always an electric conversation with him. I'm so ready, by the way, for kickoff to get here because finally then maybe, maybe, maybe you guys will stop ragging him so badly on his on his five and seven pick. But maybe not because you know what? As we win ball games, as we win ball games, we're going to have to give him hell, right? So either way, though, he always brings the heat. Appreciate Jake. Really, really good stuff. Again, we want to hear from you. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Austin, what's up, my guy? Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you tuning in, my dude. Uh, Justin Langford says, hopefully we bring back the Easton Bats. I hear you, my guy. Why not? Bring Easton back. Make it great again. Make Easton great again. Uh, Jonathan Lee says, let's get back to talking recruiting since that's the lifeblood of a program. Who do you think and anyone else in the chat room? Next, welcome home. Thinking we stay with defense. Liking to add Hardy to that D-tackle position. Yeah, it could be Hardy. Yeah. How about Nicholas Harbour? Why not? Why not? Um, I don't know who the next guy will be, but I can tell you guys this again. Gamecocks right now sitting, I believe, what, 17th in recruiting? which is a good spot. I mean, listen, it's a really, really good spot. And you look at, uh, let's see, you look at, you know, where we're projected to land, right? We're projected to land. I, I, I you know, I, I love what Shane Beamer is doing on the recruiting show. Yeah, 17th overall right now, eight four stars, 10 three stars. You're creeping ever so close to that blue chip ratio spot, that 50% mark that you need to hit. And uh, listen, you guys can get upset and and, and continue to to, to 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 get all pissy all you want, but blue chip ratio is important. I mean, it is. I mean, you look at a class like Florida, eighteen four stars and two three stars right now out of twenty commitments. That wins you games and puts you in a position to win national titles. LSU, sixteen four stars, five three stars. You look at Bama, four fives, twelve fours, three threes. You look at Texas, three fives, thirteen threes. That puts you in a position to win big-time games. Georgia, 13 fours and one five. Clemson, 15 fours and two fives. So getting to numbers like that is very important. Hey, by the way, shout out to all of you out there. Happy game day to all of those across the state of South Carolina, all my high school football fans. All my high school football fans. Happy game day to you all. I know many of you have waited for this day for quite a while. So, uh, you know, really excited. I'll actually be at a high school game tonight, not to disclose <laughs> my location, but you guys, whatever, it's all good. Uh, I think we're going to head to the North Augusta Evans football game tonight. That's in Evans, Georgia. So going to be a lot of fun. I'll be heading up to Columbia tomorrow. Anybody going to be at the Gamecock Central kickoff party? I can't make any promises. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I will be stopping by. But we'll be in Columbia tomorrow. Got to meet up with somebody for something. And, uh, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. So maybe you will. Maybe you will see me uh, at the Gamecock Central party tomorrow. I, like I said, I cannot make any promises on that. Um, I don't think it starts till like, 4 o'clock, right? I don't think it starts till like, like, 4 o'clock. So, um, 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It just depends on how the schedule lines up for me. Might hang around Columbia for a little bit, but not 110% sure. Um, let's see. Let's see. 7.30 kickoff, Daddy-O says. Jonathan Lee says Greenwood High. Go Eagles. Yeah, go Jackets. Go Jackets. Trying to see if there's any North Augusta stuff in here. I guess not. Uh, Chase Orban, we've had four different four-stars start at quarterback, yet our best quarterbacks are still two and threes, and Connor Shaw and Dylan Thompson. Well, Chase, you can blame development for that. I, I think a lot of that goes to development. Um, hopefully now, you know, with Shane Beamer, we're going to see some of these guys really start to pan out. Uh, you know, I mean, Chase, I understand where you're coming from on that argument, and I understand people saying, well, our, our best players ever were three stars, but we also got the Gilmores of the world, the Alshons, the Lattimores, the Clownies. Like, you, you need that those big-time players. You need those big-time players. Travis says, head to the Grand Strand tomorrow. Ready for some football. I hear you. Me too. Breaking. What's up, man? This is how are things. Breaking. Things are well. Things are well, man. Just having a Friday. TGIF. Again, anybody want to call in, take in your questions, comments, calls? Phone lines have been a little slow over the last couple of days. I guess yesterday they were pretty busy. Yesterday our phone lines actually were pretty busy. Um, so, guys, also, get your merch. You see I'm rocking it. TSUS.store. Uh, you've still got a week, about a week, six days to order your merch for guaranteed by delivery by kickoff, guaranteed by kickoff delivery, if you will. Um, so you've got time still, not a lot of time, but if you're trying to get Beamer Ball, Beamer Rattler, anything else in our store, QB1, anything else in our store, your towels, guys, towels are in stock. If you're trying to get towels, TSUS.store. Again, that is the way to go there. So, um, again, guys, I want to say thank you to Tim Hill. I want to say thank you to Tim Hill uh, for having me on his show. I've been seeing him post some clips today, both on YouTube and on social media. So, really, really good stuff there. You know, it's really, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun seeing Gamecock Nation come together. And seeing different Gamecock content creators and seeing different Gamecock entities, if you will, just seeing that happen, right? Because I've told you guys before, you know, we we are very blessed, right, when it comes to the amount of content we get in regards to as, as us being Gamecock fans, right? The sheer amount of content that we have to choose from, right? Because there are so many talented creators out there. And so to see all these collabs, I love it, man. I I love these collabs. I love having J.C. Sherbert on. I love having Tim Hill on. I love having Jake on, all of our guests. Of course, Garcia. We're going to get Alex McGrath on Tuesdays. Anthony Treesh of Pro Football Focus on Wednesdays. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, And, yeah, Travi, I love what Jake Crane said as well. I love what Jake Crane says as well. Um about, you know, we should be upset. We should have high expectations. We should expect to win football games. So, listen, Jake Crane means well, guys. It's You make a prediction, you lock it in, it is what it is, and then you see what happens. I promise you Jake is not pulling for the Gamecocks to go 5-7, and seven, but you just lock in a prediction. Hey, if Mississippi State fans cared about my prediction for them, they would hate me for it because I've got them going 5-7, and seven, I think. So, it, it is what it is, man. you got to make predictions. Somebody's Listen, somebody's got to have a bad season. When you make predictions – somebody's got to have a bad season, bottom line. Um, Chase Horvin says, Chris, you, say, you, you stay dripped out for no reason. How much is Beamer Rattler shirt? $29.99, just like all the other T-shirts, $29.99. So, um, 
Jeff Gullage, I agree we are getting big-time guys with Beamer now. Yeah, like, listen, like I said, I think Shane Beamer is doing everything correctly on the recruiting trail. I think he's doing everything correctly. So, um, yeah, I think he's doing everything correctly. So, there's nothing I see where, well, man, we're really struggling in recruiting. I, I, I think he's I think he's doing well in it, for sure. I think he's doing well in it. Again, guys, 843-790-3377 as we go into the weekend. Guys, I'm going to post, by the way, I'm going to post this link in this chat. If you if you have not joined yet, our runyourpool.com pool, guys, it's free for you to join. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. We are picking each and every single game against the spread. Every SEC game, I should say. Every SEC game against the spread this season. Okay? It is free. It is free for you all to join, okay? Winner of the pool receives a $150 gift card to Fanatics, which in turn you can use really for anything, but I think the point is to use it for a custom South Carolina jersey. So I just posted the link all across uh, all across social media here in the chat. So, you guys, it takes two seconds to join. Join today. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait, cannot wait to pick these games. And it goes in, like I said, really well, guys, with our SEC gambling picks. It goes really well with our SEC gambling picks. Um, we'll be keeping up with the record and stuff like that. It'll be a lot of fun, man. And we can compete against each other. We can compete against each other. going to be a ton of fun, like I said. So, anyways, appreciate y'all, man. Always showing love. Always showing support. Let's see. Daddy-O, let's jump back to the question. Says, when the NIL deals are basically equal money between schools, a kid's going to pick the best fit and most likable coaching staff. Hmm. So, Daddy-O, you're saying that – so, I see that comment. Is there a comment that I'm missing? Because you're – are you saying that schools, every school should pay the same exact amount in NIL? Is that what you're saying? Like, what, what are you saying, Daddy-O? I'd love for you to expand on that point you just made. John, what's up, my guy? Appreciate you tuning in. Hey, John, tomorrow tomorrow I will run the first promo for the TSUS tailgate. I'll run the first promo tomorrow. Uh, just letting everybody know, getting everybody fired up. Really excited to get back out of Seawells, man. It's going to be a blast. going to be a legendary time. Guys, if you're tuning in the Daily Crow, if you're going to be at any games this season, you have to stop by Seawells. I mean, it, it, is, it is a legendary time absolutely legendary time okay legendary time so highly highly suggest you stop by you check it out it's gonna be a lot of fun a ton of fun let's see breaking says how about a cap on it the nil you just what I what what I fear breaking is you just again you've opened Pandora's box you've let the genie out of the bottle is there any going back you know somebody texts in did you see the news about Marcelo Zuna getting arrest, arrested for DUI yeah I did that's it's unfortunate man it's just stupid just stupid I mean there's just no other place just stupid bro it's like four thirty in the morning too I think just crazy man. 
Okay, Daddy O says, no, I would just take less money if the deals are fairly close in value to be under the staff I like the best. No, Daddy O, I think that's a great point. Listen, kids still better go to schools where they like the coaching staff, they fit in with the culture, the system works for them, and they can play. Because guess what, guys? You're not getting money. You're not getting NIL deals if you're sitting the bench. You're not getting NIL deals if you're not playing. The guys who start and are all conference performers and – and all everything, those guys will play. Or excuse me, those guys will get paid. The guys who play will get paid. The guys who sit the bench will not. So you better still go somewhere. Those things better still be top priority. Because if you go somewhere where they're not, and you're not a good fit, and in turn you're not playing, you're not seeing the field, well, guess what? You're not, you're not reaping the benefits. You're, you're, not, you're not getting into any of that NIL stuff. I mean, guys, I could I could go in right now on it. I could go in right now on it on, on uh, you know, there's guys on our roster. There's guys on every roster, right? Guys on every roster that are just, they're not playing. So, hard to get an NIL deal when uh, <laughs> when you're not seeing the field, bottom line. Guys, in the Big Cock Club Discord, over the TDC Questions channel, by the way, somebody posted um, these welcome home segments, these shows, they are actually being uploaded to YouTube. So for any of you who have missed, episode one was just uploaded uh, about an hour ago. Okay. These are getting uploaded. The Welcome Home South kind of football series, it is being uploaded to YouTube. I knew many people have been asking about, well, where can I catch it if I haven't watched it? Well, now they've got them on YouTube. So, uh, Let's see. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, and maybe, maybe now that they're on YouTube, we can actually, like, see the last, like, bits of segments of them. Right. I just posted a link for you there, Daddy O. It's on uh <clears throat> the actual University of South Carolina <clears throat> YouTube feed. University of South Carolina YouTube page. So that's where you can find it. I just post the link for you, though. Again, guys, we're here taking your questions, comments, calls into hour two on this Friday. Hey, guys, by the way, podcast dropped this morning. Podcast did drop this morning. Episode 691 of the podcast. Episode 691. I got to get it up on the website. Somehow, some way, I, I did not get that this morning, which is... Crazy, I know. We've been going a thousand miles an hour. Um, but the podcast did drop this morning, episode 691, breaking on the Gamecocks tight ends heading into the 2022 football season. Austin Greer says TSUS Fantasy League, $100 buy in. Um, that's something I might be interested in. I will say this often we're already doing a big cock club fantasy league, and I'm already in another pick 'em league. So it's kind of like, how many leagues do I really want to do? Um, $100 buy-in. <clears throat> do you think we could find 12 people to do a $100 buy-in? 
I'd be down to do that. And first place gets 800, second gets 200, and then, no, excuse me. First place gets 900, second place gets 200, and then third place just gets their money back. Travis says, I'll say this, if our team was half as good as our media team, we'd be winning natties. I hear you, my guy. Yep. Media team crushes. The media team absolutely crushes. I will say that. They do. The media team absolutely crushes. Let's see. Nick Renfro says, all right, you guys just stay tuned. <clears throat> we might do it. You guys just stay tuned. Again, guys, podcast. <coughs> excuse me. Podcast dropped this morning. Excited for high school football to be back, man. Excited for all the all the high school fans out there, all the high school football fans. Hope y'all have fun tonight at y'all's whatever game y'all might be going to. Um, Travi, hell of a job by our media guys. It's a small part of being great. No, dude, they, they crush. I mean, they do. They absolutely crush. They absolutely crush. Thank goodness for Justin King and that team. I mean, they, they make South kind of look really cool, really good. I mean, that's what a lot of it comes down to, man. That's what recruits want to see. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you love to see it. You love to see it. So, um, let's see. Justin Mulligan says, What's a South kind of player that was overrated and one that was underrated? Over you, you, people see people are gonna get their feelings hurt, Justin. Mm. Underrated. I mean, there's so many that are underrated. I think Corey Boyd was underrated. Brandon Wiles is underrated. Kenny Miles is underrated. Um Chris Lamons was underrated. There's a lot. Honestly, there's a lot. Overrated, I won't even I won't even go into that, man. I, I don't want to hurt feelings on a Friday. Uh let's talk. Let's talk the show today. Who else is excited to watch Jaheim Bell this season? And I know a lot of folks were or have been, you know, disgruntled about well, where's Jaheim on the on the preseason? You know, where's Jaheim Bell in the preseason all-conference team? Like, what, 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 you know, disrespect, disrespect. My biggest thing with Jaheim Bell is this, and I understand why he's not on those lists. I want to see Jaheim Bell do it on a week-in, week-out basis. That That is top priority for Jaheim Bell. Nobody will question his athleticism. Nobody will question his ability. Nobody will question his potential. It's just simply put, can he be a week-in, week-out contributor at that level that we saw, for example, in the bowl game every single week against the best competition? That's the question for Jaheim Bell. He's got all the talent in the world. And how does the offense use him, right? A lot of that falls on Satterfield. Because I think a lot of us would agree like, why did Jaheim Bell disappear for weeks on end, right? Why was he not used more often? I mean, th there were spells where we'd go three, four games. I felt like I wouldn't even hear his name. That can't happen this year. Jaheim Bell has to be touching the football every week. Has to be touching the football every week. Force it to him if you got to. 
He's got to be touching the football, whether it be in the backfield, whether it be at tight end, whether it be wide receiver. I don't care if you put him in the freaking wildcat. Get Jaheim Bell the football. But what does that look like? What does he look like as a contributor, as a playmaker, week in, week out? The consistency factor, that's what I want to see from Jaheim Bell this season. Because, again, he's got all the potential. He's got all the talent. And I, I do believe, you know, Jeff, like you mentioned, Stog is sort of the forgotten guy. I think Stog is the forgotten guy of the room because, um, you know, he wasn't on campus for spring ball, right? So many folks don't think of him first. I think he's going to be a big-time contributor for us, man. Big-time contributor. Spencer Rattler throwing up clips from the scrimmage. I'm, I'm surprised they, they don't mind him doing this. I'm really surprised they don't mind him doing this, but whatever. I love it. What we're talking about is Spencer Rattler on his Instagram. On his Instagram, put up clips from the last scrimmage. Him throwing some darts, too. So Can't wait to see it in an actual game, man. Can't wait to see it in an actual game. It's going to be cool. Tommy Wallace, what's wrong with CBS? Seen him on a scooter at practice. Uh, Tommy with, with CBS... I just think he tweaked something in the ankle. Everything we've heard, he should be fine. That's everything we've heard. So, should be fine. I don't know. J-Rock, I'm excited to see Bell ball out this year, and he can, as long as they scheme to get in the ball. That failed to happen last year. Yeah, it's funny. Our, our fans throw it in the tight end more. Like you know, our fans love that. Coach, Coach Beamer, throw it to the tight end more. Throw it to the tight end. Like that, that's we we have an obsession. Why? I would pose that question. Why do we have as a fan base? Why do we as a fan base have such an obsession with throwing the ball to the tight end? I mean, I know we've had some damn good ones. Don't get me wrong. I know we've had some damn good ones. But the answer to every problem for our fan base is throw it to the tight end. Coach Beamer, have you have you tried throwing it to the tight end more? Just throw it to the tight end. We'll score. Throw it to the tight end. We'll move the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very admirable, but it's become part of like our fan base. It's ingrained in our fan base. Throwing the ball to the tight end. I love it. I love it. But this is the year, honestly, where throwing to the tight end a lot more would make a lot of sense when you got the kind of guys you've got. When you got the kind of guys you've got on at, at that position. Justin just says, we like to see big men running. Well, Justin, if you like to see big men running, just go down to your local YMCA. I'm sure you can see a lot of big men running. Just saying. Well, Jeff, I, I understand the technicalities of the matchups, and we, you know who's going to cover Jaheim Bell, right? 
who's going to cover Jaheim Bell? I, I'm just saying it's it's kind of funny how like that's always like our 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 ace in the hole, right? Our ace in the hole is always throw the ball to the tight end. I love it. Honestly, I love it. I love it. We stick to our guns. We are true to ourselves. Robbie Davis chiming in the chat. How I, I he says, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna read this exactly as he typed it. I how we do it, just go win Gamecocks. Just win, go Gamecocks. Hey, how we do it, just win, go Gamecocks. I think Robbie meant to say, I don't care how we do it. Just win. Age of hours, go to your local family get-together, and you'll see a lot of big men running when the food's ready. Luke Archie says, people say that because when we do throw it at the tight ends, they make big plays every time. Fair enough. Fair enough, Luke. Uh, John, Robbie is not called in yet, but he's going to have to wait till the other side of the break because we are going to jump into one, taking more of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Hey, test. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Test, test, test. Can you hear me? Test, test. Can you hear audio? Audio. <clears throat> Are we good on the audio side? Somebody let me know ASAP. Somebody let me know. Audio. Audio side. Audio. Audio on the daily crow. On the crow. Can anybody hear me? Good. Yeah. Okay. I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> That's the first thing. Because you know why the audio wasn't working with this new camera? Because I was adding a camera instead of just changing the camera settings. So I don't know if this looks, does this look any different to y'all? It should. It's a lot clearer. Um, yeah, so this is our Logitech camera instead of our other 4K camera. So this one shouldn't do all the craziness of the refocusing and all that crap. So do I look any different? Do I look, I don't know. I mean, it should look a little bit crisper, a little bit clearer. Um, I value y'all's feedback, so y'all let me know what you think. Um, Jeff Gullich says, I saw it early this week, but have you seen Florida game games leading up to our game? LSU, Georgia, A&M, then us. That's brutal. Sucks to suck. It does suck to suck, Jeff. You are right. It sucks to suck, and I don't feel bad for him, my guy. I don't feel bad for him. Sucks to suck, and I don't feel bad for you. Sucks to suck, and I don't feel bad for you. That Florida game's interesting this year, though, man, because I feel like so many people in our fan base are just are just just checking that game off as, a, as an easy dub. Like, dude, nothing's easy. We know. We know that nothing's easy, right? We know nothing's easy. So, it's it's scary. It's scary how, how quick people are to just check it off as a W. But, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not, we talked about this when we did the opponent preview stuff. I, I'm not, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we are looking at Florida a lot similar, very similarly how Florida looked at us last year, where it's like, oh, that team's got a first-year coach. They stink. The roster's not good. And then we kick their ass. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year. I'm just saying, like, you never know, right? I don't look at Florida as some kick-in win. We're just going to we're just gonna go into the go into the swamp and beat them by 30 and, and come home. Like, it's going to be a tough game for sure. Cocky Talk says, will you do watch parties this year? Yes, yes. This season, I'm either going to be at Willie B or at a Carolina Ale House somewhere. So, I'll be finalizing the schedule this weekend, guys. Um, I'll be finalizing the schedule. The only one that's really up in the air is 
My sister gets married October the 8th, which is the Kentucky game. So I've just got to figure out, do I just want to throw and promote a watch party somewhere? And obviously I will not be at that watch party. Or do I want to try to swing Augusta? A lot of it's going to depend on kickoff time for that. So I've just got to figure out the dates, run the dates by Alehouse. But the dates, the dates in my mind that I'm pretty confident in right now are the, as follows. I'm ex- I'll say this first too far. I say that. I'm excited, guys. Next Thursday, we're at Woodruff Road for the TSUS Tour. Woodruff Road in Greenville, South Carolina. So we're back in the upstate, back in Greenville. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call I'm excited to see that. Robbie Davis, a.k.a. Kirk Herbstreit. To accept, press. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. By the way, whenever I notice I messed up the message, I'm <laughs> No, you're fine, my guy. You're good. No biggie. I just like giving you crap. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I, I, like I tell my friends all the time, if I don't pick at you or make fun of you, they're trying to make you laugh. That means I don't love you. But if exactly. I pick at you, that means I love you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I do think, obviously, it will be difficult to play at Florida, okay? I mean, it's called the swamp for a reason, okay? But, yes, I do think that it will be almost like we're playing on our shelf from last year, right? New coach, new coaching philosophy or what have you. But I still think, I do think that we are better than Florida. Just from what, not just from what happened last year, but from what we've, Gained in the in the, rec- in the in the recruiting and the transfer portal, I think we're better than Florida. And I just feel like we'll go into Florida and take care of business again. Except we won't be in Willie B. We'll be in the swamp and we'll take care of business. We and leave out of Gainesville with a W. Yeah, I've also picked it as a win. I, uh, <clears throat> I I think South kind of will get the job done. I'll tell you this, man. Carolina's got to be a lot better on the road this year to have a good season. We got to be a lot better yeah, on the road because we, we've got some we got some big games on the road that we need to win to have a chance at a good year, right? I mean, you think about it at Arkansas, and, and at Kentucky, at Florida, obviously right. at Mandy's a no brainer, right. and then at Clemson. So, right, and. We'll definitely find out how we handle a road atmosphere in week two because we're playing at Arkansas. Yeah, it'll be rocking. Okay. Arkansas fans are ruthless, man. I, I've heard from Arkansas multiple athletes. Will come in there ready to play. I guess. I, I, I've heard from multiple uh, athletes across multiple sports, man. You know, they always ask about the. the or I always ask about you know what were the toughest fans, and a lot of them say Arkansas, man. A lot of them say Arkansas, so. Yeah, and I just, you know, I mean, I feel like we'll really see how this team reacts to adversity this year 
because of the games that we have that are away games. Mm-hmm. We got to go to Arkansas. We have to travel to A&M. And we have to travel to the Swamp. And, of course, we got to travel to the fake Death Valley over there in uh, Clemsucksville. Robbie, have you ever been to a uh, a Carolina Clemson game in Clemson? No, but I have been to a Clemson game whenever they played in State several years back. Mm. How'd you get through that? I was, huh? How'd you get through that? Uh, well, let's see. First, I tried to get my way out of it, get out of it, because we were playing Missouri that day, and I told my aunt and uncle, I was like, look. Because I was staying with them at the time, and I was like, look, I, I'll be fine. I got food here to eat. I have y'all's phone number. I know the number to dial 911, obviously. If something goes awry, I'll be fine. But they weren't having it. So I was basically forced to go to, get to the fake Death Valley and sit for three hours and watch a team that I hated play against NC State. Right. And I was like, and I'll, I'm only trust me. I was not happy the whole way home. I was, I was pissed because my, because my uncle and my, at the time he was my soon-to-be brother-in-law, my soon-to-be cousin-in-law, and he, they were make, they were like saying fake stories and everything. And I'm the kind of person, if I miss a Carolina game, I do not want to know what the score is whatsoever. I don't want to know. So and you so you like you I like DVR it and watch it back later. Yeah, dude, it's watch it's it it's so it's so hard. You think about it, bro. Like how impossible it is to do that now. Like like if I was just like, yeah, hey, Carolina, Kentucky. If I was like, hey, South Carolina, Kentucky. I got my sister's wedding. I don't want to watch the game. No score. Anything. I'll be in Myrtle Beach that weekend. I was just going to – we might have to do the watch party at Myrtle Beach, except I won't be there. Um, but, I like, if I was like, all right, guys, I got my sister's wedding, I don't want to know what happens in the Kentucky game. I don't want to hear anything. I'm going to watch it Sunday. There's no way I can make it to Sunday without knowing what happened. There's just no way. Somebody oh, yeah, would spoil it. I'd have to be put in, like, a room – like, like solitary confinement, like no interaction with anybody. There's just no, like my phone would have to be cut off. There's no right. way somebody wouldn't blow it. There's no way. No way. Right. Well, I'm kind of hoping that the, uh, the, the game against Kentucky is a, is a, is a nighter because I'll be busy at that men's conference that weekend from right. Friday up until Saturday, but I'm staying till Sunday. But I just, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just that kind of person. Like I don't want to know what, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to know anything. Like I don't, just don't tell me anything. And yeah. they do it because they, and my, and my family does it because they know it pisses me off, and that really hurts my nerves. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as the game's not middle of the day, I'm Gucci. I don't think it will yeah. be. Uh, yeah. Give me noon or give me seven. I'm down with either. Yeah. I would be okay with noon or seven. I mean, I was keeping up with the, with the game against Tennessee while I was in Myrtle Beach, but 
Mm-hmm. I would rather it be. I'd rather it be at seven because by by then I'll be. Back and you're and you're going to be at the South Carolina State game, correct? I will be present and accounted for, screaming my lungs out. Are you going to stop by the old TSUS tailgate at Seawells? That is the plan. That is the plan. I will I will do whatever I need to to make that happen. <clears throat> and will Uncle Boudreau be with you? That or or Marion. Or Marion will be with you. Marion might be with me, but my dad, he might be having a show. He might have a show. Mm. He, might, he, might, he might wind up having comedy shows on the regular starting next month. Love that. So, hmm. I, so I definitely – I'll definitely be at a game with my stepdad. All right. Yeah, Marion's good people. Excited to see you and Marion there. Hey, uh, what, uh, what? why don't you want a 4 o'clock kickoff, Robbie? You wouldn't want a 4 o'clock kickoff? I'd be – for for Kentucky, I'd be okay with four o'clock. With Kentucky, as long as it ain't at noon, I'd be okay with four o'clock. Either seven, seven thirty, or four. But I feel like, I feel like, it's gonna probably wind up being either a three a three thirty kick for some reason. I don't know why. I feel like it's gonna wind up being a three thirty kick. Which I I would be okay with that to an extent, but I'd rather it be at like seven. Yeah, yeah. We we've played. I I think the last time we played a day game in Lexington was uh, two thousand two thousand eight. All the rest of, since then, mm-hmm. twenty ten on, they've all been night games. So would not shock me at all if it's like a seven or seven thirty yeah. kick. So we'll see. If it is, I'll be at the right. reception at my sister's wedding, just streaming it on my phone, I guess, or something. Like finding a, I, I, I'm on game plan. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm gonna enjoy the reception to to the highest of levels I can. But I'm be like, listen, I got my MacBook. I'm 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 cutting the game off. Like, I'm sorry. I I got to do what I got to do. I mean, <laughs> and, it ain't like I'm just. It ain't like I'm just just. It's not like I'm just trying to be that guy at the wedding. Like, I'm a huge fan. It's like, well, this is kind of my job. So, right. You know. You're making money. It's a beautiful that, excuse, so dude. I love that. I love that. That's the excuse. <laughs> you know, I have I have a and legitimate honestly, excuse. I hate it whenever we have noon. I honestly kind of hate it whenever we have noon games because then once our game is over, what the hang out am I supposed to do? Watch teams. That Watch other ball, man. About. You you don't you don't like watching other games. Hey that oh, no, hey that it's, Robbie that day I don't know if you know this that day. Is Texas A and M and Alabama eight o'clock at night? Ooh, and I'll probably be pulling for Alabama. If I had to choose, I'd probably be pulling for Alabama. Any any reason why? Because I can't stand Texas A and M because they've beat our ass the last eight years or nine years. <laughs> So I, I I mean I will try to I'll definitely try to keep up with the Kentucky game since I'll be out of I'll be in Myrtle Beach or as some people call it Dirty Myrtle but uh 
I'll be some in, folks I'll would be, call it dirty myrtle. That is fact. Yeah. But um, that'll probably be the only. If I wind up missing it, I'll just when I get home that Sunday, I'll probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Because I'll probably only see a little bit of it, depending on what time the game starts. Uh, what I'll probably do is keep up with it on my phone and then watch it when I get back home and then give you my analysis on that Monday. And I can't wait to hear your analysis, Robbie Davis. I cannot wait to hear it all, do, all I, season I, I, long. I do, I, trust me. Trust me. Last year, the way I gave my analysis was from Texas. This year, it's the calls. We are in for a treat. Because you will, oh, yeah. you yeah, will sure. drive to Cola and help Marcus Satterfield move his shit out of town if we don't score some points this year. <laughs> if we don't score, if we don't average, if, if we don't average a certain amount of points, what's the average? What, what's what's the track. number? What's the number for Robbie Davis? <laughs> if we don't average. 30 to 35 points a game, he's got to go. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. If we don't average 30 to 35 points per game, Robbie Davis is driving down to Columbia or up to Columbia, I guess I should say, I, well, and moving his driving. shit. I'll, just, I'll, find, I'll find a way to get, to get to Columbia, but I'll help him pack his crap. That I can promise you. And Beamer don't even have to pay me. I'll do it for free. I love it. <laughs> I will help him crap and get him out of cola. Robbie will do what is necessary for the greater good of Carolina football. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will. 100%. So... Yeah, I will definitely do whatever I need to to make to make sure that Siderfield's doing his job and doing it correctly. Because if you're getting paid as much as he's getting paid, and that goes with anybody, if you're getting paid as much as he's getting paid, you can't have a crappy offense. Quite positive he's getting paid a pretty penny. I just wish Beamer would hit you up for some pregame speeches, my guy. Do what? I wish Beamer would hit you up for some pregame speeches. Oh, I'll do it. I would do it. For free? Yeah, I don't care. For the free? Hey, as long as, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll do it. As, as I get a free meal out of it, I'll do it right now. Robbie, you know, hey, Robbie, you know, you know, there's going to be food at the Seawells tailgate with your name on it. I'm not even joking. Oh, yeah. I'm not even joking. Hey, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to show it. I'll make sure we show. I'll make sure I show up. You and you and uh, you and Coach Ford can ride up to uh to, to pack Satterfield shit. 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, I'll 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 definitely like I said. Whenever I get into cola for the state game, and just to clarify, I mean South Carolina State, okay? Not not Georgia I will, State. I will definitely. Not Georgia State. Not Georgia State. Not Georgia State. The South Carolina State Bulldogs. But if I wind up, if I wind up for some reason trying or going to the opener, I will definitely I'll hit you up for both of them. Eighteen dollar tickets available now, my guy. Let me know. Let us know if you come. Oh yeah, and I definitely come by Sea Wells if you do. Oh, you'll 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 spot me. I'll make sure. I'll be I'll be sure to I'll be sure to. Because I remember I know I remember what you look like, and you know what I look like, and we've been around enough around each other to know what we look like. So, yeah, my boy, uh, John, my boy John Rice will be out there. He gonna be he gonna be drunk as a skunk. About to get you drunk as a skunk, too, Robbie. Hey, hey, according to my dad, I walk straighter when I'm drunk. Okay. Because Let's... I have cerebral palsy, so according to my dad, I walk straighter when I'm drunk. <laughs> but... Let's put that theory to the test, I say. What happens at Sea Wells <laughs> stays at Sea Wells. What happened? Hey, just like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens at Sea Wells stays in Big facts. So I and so and I honestly I wanted to go buy your tailgate last year, but I knew where it was. I just didn't know how to get there. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, that that does make sense. You knew where it was, but didn't know how to get there. That's so a that's a that's I a conundrum to be in, my friend. Game, Whenever I, as soon as I get into Cola, and I'm anywhere near Willie D, I will shoot you a message. Beautiful. And I then can't we'll wait. Go from there. Can't wait. All right, buddy. I'm gonna jump over here. My nephew's trying to run me over with his uh Gator vehicle doohickey, so I'm gonna get over here before he runs me over. Beautiful. <laughs> Robbie, you have a constitutional day, my friend. I appreciate you calling in as always. Always a pleasure. Take care. Tell Yunka Boudreaux I said hello. All right, man. You have a great rest of your day. And go Gamecocks in the heck with them purple pants wearing losers. Bunch of farming losers. Level 10 weenies. Not level 7. Level 10 weenies. Bunch of level 10 weenies. Bunch of, bunch of farming good-for-nothing losers. All right, buddy. You the man, Robbie. I will talk to you Monday, and I can't wait until October the first. Gonna be a blast, Robbie. Be good. I'll leave the dumb stuff to you, my guy. All right, as always, I'll do it. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> dumb stuff to me. All right, bye bye. You the man. Take care. And in case you don't realize why I said that, Robbie always says, he says, uh. He said, "Don't don't do anything crazy. Just leave the dumb stuff to me." So we 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 always allow Robbie to shoulder that burden. Uh, for the free cocky talk, I, cocky talk must must be well versed in the uh, the TikTok game. I can't give it to you for the free. 
I don't even know you. Yeah, it was about a 16-minute call. We haven't, but you know, we haven't had Robbie Davis in a while. So we had to catch up with Robbie. So. Yeah, how about that? The, the fact that Harbor's visiting the day we play Georgia. Great opportunity. I mean, you want him on campus for big games. You do. You want him on campus for big games. You don't want to shy away from that, right? Like that, that'll be a great opportunity. Um, Michael Sawyer, though, to, to your point, Michael Sawyer. I think you'd be surprised how little on-field result matters. I, I will say this, obviously. I mean, if you get your brains beat in by Georgia, bad. Bad thing. Very bad thing in regards to your recruiting efforts for Harvard. But as long as you're competitive in the game and you're competitive in the game late, right, and you're able to sustain that atmosphere, that energy inside Williams-Brice Stadium – it's that that will bring a guy like Harbor home. It's that that will bring a guy like Harbor to Columbia. right? That's what you can sell to him. Like, hey, we got it all here. We just need a guy like you. We just need a puzzle piece like yourself to make it all happen. So I'm glad Harbor's getting in the building for Georgia. I'm glad he's going to see this atmosphere at its best. Because I don't give a damn the game's at noon, 3.30, 7. Played at 9 a.m. for all I care. Willie B will be jumping. Willie B will be jumping. Guys, we're rocking and rolling. We're going to jump into one final break. I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. My guy David Garrick tried to call in over the break. Dave, if you'd like to call back in, you're more than welcome to do so. Marion says, "Hopefully, we can get a Harbor chant going at Willie B." <sighs> Marion, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. After the whole Oscar Delp thing, I'm kind of over like just selling out on getting one player. You know what I mean? Like, let our coaching staff recruit. Let our coaching staff. Communicate, let them sell the program to him. We show up, show out, do our thing, support the guys on the field. I mean, obviously, just be great fans. We always are. It's not like I'm going to be mad if there's a chant that happens, but it's like, at what, like, I don't know, man. The, the whole Oscar Delt thing just kind of made me, mm, like, as cool as all that is, players are not going to schools because fans chant their name or something like that. Yeah, and I just, I let 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 Beamer and all them do the heavy lifting. But I mean again, if there's a Harbor chant, it is what it is, whatever it'd be cool. I'm sure he would feel special. Um, I'm sure every fan base will do that for him. I mean, that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it, but whatever. If you want to do it, fine. Maybe that's something that'll get organized. But how, how about this? Instead of a harbor chant, just go win the football game. That 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 leave a lasting impression for sure. Um guys, again, episode six ninety one of the podcast did drop. Episode 691 of the podcast dropped this morning. Positioning a preview series. Rolls on talking the Gamecocks. Tight ends. Throw it to the tight end. That's that's the summary of the show today. Throw it to the tight end. Paging Satterfield. Paging Satterfield. Throw it to the tight end more. Tight end to win, as they say. Tight end to win. Throw it to the tight end. That's it. 
Jeff, what position will Harbor play? He's listed as an athlete. I, I don't even know, bro, but he's a freak. That's all I know. I mean, JC was talking about he's an Olympian dude, 6'5", 2-something, whatever. Hey, he's a freak, man. I have no clue what position. Let, let's let's get Harbor to commit, then we can start talking about positions and where we project him. I don't know, though. I don't know what position he's going to play. Garrett H., do you, do you know? Do you happen to know the deadline to commit for the 2023 class? Uh, I mean, they've got a little while, dude. they got a little while. So, I mean, signing day is December, right? I mean, you can wait that long. Heck, you can wait into February. So, I don't have all the NCAA dates down right in front of me here, but uh, they got a little bit. We still, we still got a ways to go in this recruiting thing. Hey, guys! Again, happy game day to all those on my high school football fans across the state of South Carolina. Right. Dude, you know what's so funny? This dude, this James Reynolds guy, who I don't know if he's tuned into TDC or not. I hope he is. I hope he could comment because James Reynolds picked Carolina to win 10 games this year. And then he's in my replies going back and forth with Tim Hill talking about, you know, we, we've presented a hypothetical that, like, you know, Georgia State could beat Carolina. Crazy, right? And James Reynolds, after picking us to win 10 games, says, says yeah, you know, man, it's week one. Anything can happen. Bro, you're picking us to go 10 and 2. Like, what? What? Yes, Jeff. Uh, Harbor's a track star, bro. He's probably going to, I mean, JC was pointing out, he's probably going to be an Olympian in track. So, Probably going to be an Olympian in track, my guy. So he, he is a big-time dude. Big, 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 big-time dude for sure. Anyways, guys, a couple minutes left to go. Um, like I said, man, this, this is really the right now, these next two weekends. It's the calm before the sand storm. The Shane storm. Nah, it's the calm before the storm, man. Just a couple of just a couple of weekends left. Just two more weekends left without Carolina football. Um, I will be taking time again this weekend to, you know, we're staying after, but relax a little bit here with family right now. Going to enjoy tonight. Going to enjoy a little bit of tomorrow. Going to be in Columbia tomorrow. Uh, next weekend we'll be back on the road hitting the old uh, Savannah, Georgia to hang out with the boys. Very, very excited to hang out with those ghouls and, and just have us a good time and watch some week zero football and all that. Um, guys, want to say again, want to take these last five minutes to just say thank you again, express gratitude. Today, by the way, today I will be getting out. I know Luke RJ is probably wondering when. Today I'll be getting out the latest behind the beak, and, and it's a little bit of a different. It's going to be a really quick, honestly, behind the beak, like five minutes or so, uh, because I just really wanted to take a moment you know, we stay so wrapped up in, in, in the madness and the content and, and the events. And, and that's all great, right? It's all great. But I wanted to take a moment today to – or on this behind the beat to just express gratitude and, and just take a moment to of stillness, of peace, of calmness, if you will. And so that's what you'll see. That's what you'll see on the behind the beat. And, and I want to do that here as well. Again, just say thank you to you all, you know. 
thank you to you all. You know, every single day is a, is a, is a dream for me. I get to wake up and, and live the life I always dreamed and do things I love to do and fulfill my passions and my, and my goals and, and just things that fuel me. You know, I, I get to fuel those things. Right. Um, and I put this in the discord last night, I think it was, but I'll say it here. What's what makes all this so special, honestly, are just one of the many things that does what's so cool about it is like, you would think at some point, I mean, we produce guys, you all, you all know, we produced an immense amount of content, a wild amount of content, right? Like content bleeding out the eyeballs is not just something we say, it's something we do. And you guys, every single day, every single day, show up and don't just consume the content, but banter, give feedback, show love, every day. On a daily basis, dude. That is that is so cool. You know what I mean? That's so cool. So I just want to say thank you to y'all. I mean, the podcast is rolling. Numbers are increasing as we get closer to kickoff, which is expected, but just awesome to see. We, uh, the Daily Crow, of course, has just become its own thing, right? We've got guests on every day. <clears throat> you know, just, just incredible what TDC's turned into. Our community is growing, actively growing. The big cock club community is actively growing. We have fantastic conversation and banter in there. Love that. Love that side of the business. Patreon.com slash big cock club if you want to join today and get access to that Discord. Um, what else? I mean, just the content on social media. Social media continues to just blow up and 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 do numbers. The merchandise, man, of course. I mean, you see me rocking it here, but the love and support we feel on the merchandise side, biggest game changer. That has been by far the biggest game changer for the business is the merchandise side. It's been unreal. I mean, it's just been unreal what we've done <clears throat> on the merchandise side. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, I just say all that again to say thank you all so much. I, I just – I. I can't say thank you enough, and, I, and I've always tried to. If you go back and look at all these shows, all the content I mean, I've really always tried to lead with gratitude and be grateful. I've always tried to do that, right? I, I, I try to live in a state of actively, consciously, actively being grateful and having perspective. That's what leads me in life in a lot of different areas, and uh, you know, so I, I just can't say thanks enough and how much I appreciate it. Really, truly, it's 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 awesome to see what we're doing. We are, I mean, and I'll say this: I, I love to share, <clears throat> I love to share my successes with you guys, right? Because it's our successes. I don't look at it as my successes, our successes. Without you guys, these successes wouldn't exist. We are set up. I'll tell you this: we are set up with the amount of you know just business partners we have, uh, other partners we have. When you take everything into account on the business side, like we are set up going into this football season, it, it is it is undoubtedly going to be our, our most successful football season in so many different ways. And I, I feel like I, I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm confident to say that I will say that before every football season. But like I will say, guys, this season compared to last season, compared to the season, I mean, this season, it, it is, it, this is, you know, I always say to myself, I'm in the midst of a positive breakthrough. I try to live in that mindset of, like, I am I am in the midst of a positive breakthrough. This season as a whole is going to be a positive breakthrough for us. So, as the hat says, man, <clears throat> the joy is in the journey, and we're still just 1% of the way. Really, I truly believe we're just getting started. And uh, 
Yeah, man, it's going to be a blast. I mean, this season's going to be incredible. So, 15 days, folks, till toe meets leather. 15 days till we're all back together at Williams Bryce Stadium, at Seawells. Going to be a blast. Guys, check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Stay tuned to all the content, content bleeding out the eyeballs again, guys. Thank you all so much for yet another successful week on the podcast, TDC, the merch, social media, and everything in between. Appreciate y'all, man, all my high school football fans. Y'all enjoy it. Enjoy kickoff. Enjoy some football this weekend. Have a fantastic weekend. Have a fantastic weekend. And we will talk to you on Monday.